part of the journey has been getting to know myself. And I'm telling you, if you struggle with things like perfectionism, people pleasing, indecision, it is a big fat warning, like flag to you of saying, you don't know who you are anymore. Hi, my name is Sarah Boss, and you are listening to the What Else Podcast. I'm a chemist turned launch strategist, and I help business owners launch their courses, programs, and products so that they can gain influence and get paid. Owning your own business opens the doors for great freedom and opportunity, but it can also bring a lot of self-doubt, overwhelm, and insecurity. On this podcast, we talk about marketing, analytics, and tactile tips to own a business you love, but we can also talk about life behind the desk. We ask the questions, and then we ask, what else? Because we're just nosy like that. Come join us and our many guests as we leverage our businesses to create the life we dreamed of. Hi, guys, and welcome to the What Else Podcast. I'm super excited to have Alicia Hopkins on the podcast today. Uh, we are both podcasters in the Novice Studios Network, so we are collaborating right now, and we just recorded an episode on her podcast, Wake Up Call. Uh, that's Wake Up Call, right? Your Wake Up Call? You got it. Yeah. Yes. Make sure I got the whole name. Um, and it was so good. And now we're recording on this one and she is a gem. I'm so excited to introduce you to her. Uh, we really bonded over a common um, like determination to be very, very true to ourselves and true to our stories and then helping others also uh, find their own purpose, find what makes them happy. And Alicia has a fantastic story of how she kind of woke up and realized like her life was not where she wanted it to be and how she turned it around and took it into her own hands. So without further ado, um, Alicia, would you like to introduce yourself? Well, yes. And thank you so much for a warm introduction. This is fun. We were both saying we've never been interviewed before. So like this, this is, I'm used to like asking the questions. I know. Kind of funny. Um, but yeah, no, I'm Alicia Hopkins. Um, I am, I work full-time in corporate. I do sales and healthcare. And then I recently launched, um, almost gosh, when was it? February 8th. I launched my podcast, the wake up call, uh, podcast with Alicia Hopkins. So that's a little bit about me. And yes, I just, um, I, I think you teed it up beautifully as far as like, I'm very, I'm on a mission to help people find like their most authentic self, their most aligned self. Yeah. It's so interesting listening to, um, listening to your podcast and listening to you talk. You, I mean, we are just a fantastic speaker and oh, if it, you. guys listening, go and listen to her podcast because it will just, it's a really good walking podcast. It's a really good one to like, listen to while you're, you know, kind of having like your own moment. Her voice is so soothing and she really, I mean, you've really got away with words and, um, but yeah, it's just fabulous. Um, so you launched the podcast a couple of weeks ago. How's that going? Like, what has that been like for you the past couple of weeks? Oh my gosh. It's been so fun. So exciting. And it's a little bit of, it's the first time I, I said this to you before we started recording of doing this podcast is probably the first time that I've done something that is so truly aligned and authentic. Like I actually leaned into something that I really wanted to do and it has been so, I mean, I'm sure you relate. It's just very, I feel very grateful. I feel thankful. And it's just, it's been a lot of fun. And I love that you said you listen to it when you're walking because podcasts were instrumental in part of my you know journey. And um, I love knowing that people 
do like when I listen to podcasts, I'm typically walking or on a long drive. So it's so cool to know, like someone is listening to me when they're on a walk. I love it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's, yes, I I'm literally on my walk. Your voice is right there. It's like, you're walking with me and, um, you'll get this as like a podcast geek. Like, you know, when you're listening to a podcast, you're like, Oh, that was, that was like mm, lightning like that. Or like it, it, makes you have like a really good idea or you're like, oh, that really struck a chord. Like, I totally get that. Like you make that happen for me as a listener. I know you make that happen for your other listeners. So um, rest assured, you're doing a fantastic job. I can't wait to listen to more. Um, So what made you start a podcast? You said it's like the first time that you've done something that really aligned with you. What, what, I mean, that takes a lot of courage. Like what got you to start that? You, yeah, yeah. So it's, um, I will give the condensed version, but it's funny is that, so the podcast was born as kind of a way I, I struggled with anxiety very badly. Um, about four years ago was when it kind of came to, I'd say the crisis moment. Um, so this podcast is kind of the stories, the lessons learned, the, the thing that I didn't have when I came to realize I had anxiety, we, and let me be clear, we all have anxiety. When I had unmanaged, I was unaware it was unhealthy anxiety. Um, and when I was trying to put the pieces together, there was no one place that I felt like someone was really, um, there was just no one place that I could go to that I felt understood or, you know, could put my finger on and being like, that's what I'm going through. So this podcast is kind of a lot of lessons learned from, you know, going to my doctor, going to a therapist, getting acupuncture, you know, all that good stuff. But it took me a long time to get here. Um, and where my anxiety really stemmed from was a misalignment of building a really good life on the outside, but the irony was on the inside, it wasn't so good. So the podcast comes from a place of me looking to do something that really is what I believe my soul's work. And I, I think this is, this is it. Um, I feel like I, I could tell, give you like the long version too, but it's just uh, last year during COVID um, I, I travel in my work. So like I said, I do corporate sales. I've traditionally always had a really large territory. I spend a lot of time on the road and when, you know, we all were, locked up in our houses, right? And still, you know, many of us still are. I had a lot of time on my hands and I, during that time, chose to act on some things that traditionally I was too busy to do. I became a life coach. Um, I actually launched a coaching practice and even in doing that found um, that it wasn't aligned. I think all along I was meant to do this podcast, but I kept making these arbitrary things like first I must coach and have all these successful client transformations, then people really, you know, care about what I have to say on a podcast. And I was really just kind of lying to myself. And this podcast is what I've always wanted to do. So uh, December of 2020, I just said, yep, I, you know, worked with our producer, Kristen, and here we are. Yeah, I just, I kind of, I kind of finally just, I didn't give myself an exit door. Like I just committed to it and said, I'm bringing this to life. And that's where we are. <laughs> yeah, good for you. You, um, when you say that I didn't have anybody to really turn to during that time or like have somebody to lean on, you have absolutely, even in just a short time, created an environment that feels very safe and feels very authentic mm-hmm. um, to listen to. I, when I was listening to your podcast, I could even look you know, I was listening and I could look back and I was discovering, actively discovering things about when I was going through my worst bout of anxiety and when I was struggling the hardest. And even when I still struggle now, 
you know, you're saying things. I'm like, oh, that makes sense. Oh, I felt that way. Oh, she gets it. Oh, she's speaking exactly where I've been. And that, I mean, is such a gift. If if anybody listening struggles with anxiety, and I also love that you say everybody has anxiety. It's just, do. Um, you know, whether it can really take control. Um, I, I, that helped me as somebody who still struggles with even, uh, identifying with her anxiety. I, sometimes I like to pretend that it's not something I struggle with. Um, but if, if you're listening and you are somebody who struggles with that, or, or you're, you're feeling unaligned or you're feeling like you've kind of lost touch with your purpose or are, are like kind of scrambling a little bit, listen, listen to Alicia's podcast. It is really eye opening, And I think you'll find comfort there. So just a little side note bumps. And and I recently heard someone frame it like this as saying when it relates to, you know, anxiety and, and just things that are causing you stress, if you name it, you can tame it. And I hope that, you know, in my struggles with anxiety, I bit by bit were finding places, outlets, podcasts, books that helped to name what I was feeling. And then all of a sudden it helped me kind of reclaim some power and knowledge in it. So my hope for the podcast is someone can listen to it. I think often when we struggle with anxiety, we're so focused on how do I make it go away? What's wrong with me? I'm damaged. And it's not the case whatsoever. So I just hope that anyone that is having a hard time with it can tune in and understand that you're not alone and that maybe the show will help you name something so you can tame it. Yeah. What you're doing is so powerful. And and I want to dig deeper into your story because a big part of um, when bringing people onto this podcast, I really want to kind of bring back the curtain and say, okay, you know, we can see now, oh, that's, you know, I struggled with this and now I'm here. Um, and like launching a podcast, I mean, podcast is a business, like let's be real. And people, I, you know, we romanticize that quite a bit, but I also, I want to bring that to the forefront and say, no, this is very possible for everyone. Um, so I really would love to hear your story of what it looked like, you know, dig even deeper, like what it looks like to actually decide, yeah, I'm going to do a podcast. And what were the messy parts? What, 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 what did it feel like in the thick of it, um, to say, okay, this is what I'm going to do. And what were those steps so that other people can kind of hear your journey and hopefully see that, you know, what, whatever they want to do, that it's very possible. Totally. So I, um, I think did what so many of us do. So when my anxiety was really bad, I, um, immediately made my job, the scapegoat. Oh, my job. I'm, you know, it's like, we give so much power to our jobs thinking that they have to define us as humans. So I didn't know it then, but that was my numero uno problem was that I was placing my value, my happiness, my fulfillment in my job. So I went down this path of like, well, I'm going to become a life coach. Then I, my work will just be so deeply aligned with who I am and, you know, get my life coach certification last year, went through an amazing program, met some awesome people and did what I was supposed to do. So got my certification. I invested in coaching myself. We have the same business coach, Lauren Widrick. I went through two of her workshops last year and I launched a coaching practice and I had, I had clients, um, But along the way, I still just felt like something wasn't right, but I I was telling myself it had to be like, you're a life coach. This is, this is purposeful and right. I'm doing it on the side. I still have my corporate gig doing the life coach thing. And I'm like, I'm finally going to be at one, like, you know, the, the job that is perfect, I'm making a difference in people's lives. And the irony is, is I was doing the same strategy I'd always done. Like I was still applying the same 
thought, like, I just, I'm thinking I'm going to get this new career and it will make my happiness. And I still was missing some of the cues. So it was last year in November and our, um, in one of the workshops I was in with our business coach, Lauren said, Alicia, I am going to release you of calling yourself a life coach. And I'm like, okay, okay. Are you sure? But like, I, I went through all this training and like, this was supposed to be the thing. And so I kind of, you know, I'm not going to say spiral, but I felt a little lost for a while. And I'm like, well, if I'm not a life coach, what am I? So I started leaning into, I'm like, well, maybe I'm going to have a blog. And I I found the cool thing about 2020 was, and all that I went through and building my coaching practice, what I now know it served, it helped me find my voice and it helped me strengthen it. And I thought, it's funny, you say you have a hard time sometimes uh, like claiming kind of anxiety or like defining yourself by it. And I kind of fought, um, getting into when I was going to be doing coaching around like anxiety, because I felt like I never wanted it to define me or like be my identity. But the irony is ever since I've leaned into the podcast and anxiety being the backbone, I've never done anything that feels more true and like connected, like I said, kind of on a soul level. So, um, when I was kind of given permission to not be a coach anymore, um, December, I spent probably about a month just being really reflective. And I finally just said, what am I like, what am I waiting for? Like, let's just do the freaking podcast and, you know, put down my credit card, signed up for a launch package and just, just went with that. So I hope that answers your question there, but it was 2020 was a very pivotal year of, finally letting go of the way I thought things were supposed to go and just doing what my intuition was telling me to do. And it, it's a great, I still don't know where I'm going with it, but I know I'm just going to keep leaning into it and it feels really good. That's yeah. Oh my gosh. I want to lean into that. Um, one, thank you for saying, you know, I still don't know what, where I'm going with it. Cause, cause uh, it always sounds like people have it figured out. And a lot of times all of us are f- flying by the seat of our pants. I'm yep. still flying by the seat of my pants. It's just that I realized that's my lifestyle. and like, we're just going to be okay with it. Um, yeah. And when you're, you say like, I'm, I'm just leaning into it. Like, I'm just, you know, this is just what I'm going to do. Can you talk about, you know, we talk, we're saying align, we're saying words like alignment and mm-hmm. finding your purpose and stuff. And there was a, a version of me way back when I would have been like, Bleh! like that sounds so, <laughs> so like woo woo, like all these people, like you're yeah. so weird. And, um, thankfully uh, I, I got kicked into finding my own. What does life look like now in comparison to what it looked like back then? Cause I, I believe like when I listened to your story on your own podcast, I think you struggled for quite a few years yeah. and what, you know, what does it mean to you to be able to look at that and say like, this is where I am now. And now I feel secure. Why is it so important for the people listening? Like really, I, you know, both of us agree on this. It's very important to dig into what you want to do, what exactly you want your life to look like and, and taking like no one's crap about it. Um, what does that look like for you? So what life used to be, um, the narrative that controlled my life was perfectionism, people pleasing. I very much, um, legitimately was the most indecisive person, um, you could ever meet because the way I am, I always judge kind of the pulse of the room before I put like, we'll stick my neck out there. So it's kind of like, I wanted to pull to see like, what is the, what are the popularly held beliefs going on? Or, you know, like, 
the opinions before I just am, I've always been a natural chameleon and, um, I did not have a strong sense of self. I was, I, gosh, it's just crazy. My, my life just used to be propelled. I was consumed by what people thought of me. Was I building a quote unquote good life? Was I, I a nice person? Was I the per like, I loved when someone could say like, oh, that Alicia, she's so fun. She's so sweet. She's like, I just, oh, it makes me like get like caught up in it. Just thinking about it because I just was so unsure of who I was. What life looks like now is a lot of those pressures have fallen off. And again, it does sound, I know all this woo woo. And if I say the word journey, like it's like, I hear someone say it and I'm like, I hate that word. And then, and then I'm like, let me tell you about my journey. But like part of the journey has been getting to know myself. And I'm telling you, if you struggle with things like perfectionism, people pleasing indecision, it is a big fat warning, like flag to you of saying, you don't know who you are anymore. And as I've become more knowing of who I am and what do I want? And like truly Alicia, like what does Alicia want? It's, it's been a very uh, interesting kind of correlation to see that like judgments and opinions of others don't bother me as much. That's so great. That's so awesome. I love hearing that. And it's important for others to hear. Yeah. I think that, um, you know, it's, I of course did the whole leave my job and started a business and, and you're doing amazing. I started a podcast and really like, you know, took charge of your own life. And, and, but being true to yourself doesn't always have to look like, you know, these giant leaps, No, you know, it's very internal and it can just be accepting yourself for exactly who you are Yes, and taking the time to look around and, just check your situation to make sure, Hey, like, is all of this my choice? Is everything around me my choice? Do I recognize that every single thing in my life is my choice? Mm -hmm. I allow it in, or I don't allow it in. I act how I act because of something that I decided not because of what I hear from other people. And that's hard to decipher because a lot of times we are so, and, you know, enveloped into society and what other people think. So we really adopt them for ourselves. We sure do. And it can take a while to figure out what voice is yours and what voice is theirs. And if I could add something too, is that not only being able to discern whose voice it is, but then also choosing from there, because I think what I should say is like discerning, but then like listening to your own voice, because even, you know, when you and I were speaking earlier, you know, we have those times in life that we can, we get that gut reaction or feeling intuition and saying like, I don't think I should be doing that, but we do it anyways. And it's a lot more how I live my life now is leaning into the intuition and letting go of control of outcomes. Like quite honestly, I have, like I said before, I have no idea. I turn 40 next week. You know, I'm not certain when this will play, but in March I turn 40 and I still don't know what like what I want to be when I grow up, but I, I'm, I have more ideas and all I do each day is take an action, lean into what feels good. And what I believe brings me just a little bit, a little, like one step closer to the direction of where I think I'm supposed to go. But I trust my intuition now more than logic. I swear it's crazy, but it's because I've, I've taken the time to build that sense of self. And I, I don't think that I, I trust myself a lot more now. How freeing. 
How absolutely freeing. And how did you, and maybe, you know, I think it's always a continuous, as we say, journey, love that (laughs) word. Um, How did you learn to, or are you learning to not judge yourself? Um, Because with trusting yourself, it's also trusting that you're going to get it wrong sometimes. And even the wrong turns into the right, if you know what I mean. Um, You'll, you, I, I think I've started to learn that you know, even my mistakes are for a purpose and to trust, trust myself, trust my decisions, trust the process. Even when it flops, I'm like, that's, that's totally cool. I'm trusting that, you know, at least that flop was my own. At least I can own it and say that, you know, that was all me. That was my decision. And that's now going to lead me to my next thing. How did you learn to trust yourself and not judge yourself for your own decisions? Yeah. It's kind of two prong is one. I think we're so quick to point out our own quote unquote failures and deem things failures. When in fact, just like what you're saying, they're not like there's still lessons learned from them. And I think if you quote unquote fail, but it was doing something like out of your judgment, leaning into something that felt right to you and it didn't work. Oh, well, guess what? You get it. You get to try something else. But what helped me the most is really adopting this mindset that everything's an experiment because we're so freaking hard on ourselves. But like, if you just could use the word experiment when you're trying something new and it's like, what do you do in an experiment? You're the chemist, right? It's like, in an yeah. experiment, you're, you're finding data and we're, you're never going to find the data if you're, if you're too scared to freaking try. So just start trying things like, try something new. You'll get the data from it. You get curious, you find out, did it, did it serve, did it serve me or not? And then you, you do your next experiment. Like just some, something about viewing my choices as experiments has helped soften that, um, in like inner critic that is so that used to be so quick to point out my shortcomings or failures. And instead I just look at it as like, I'm learning something from this. And that's, that's really helped. Yeah. I love that. I love that. When, when we start talking about like failure and like fear of failure, I, I started, um, when, when I was learning, okay, how to kind of get past that. I realized, um, you know, everybody would say like, you know, you're going to fail a ton of times and then you'll find it, whatever. So I started thinking of each failure as like a check mark. I was like, okay, I don't know how many failures it's going to take to get to the end, but let's say it's five. Let's say it's 10. Let's say it's 30. Does it matter? Every time I fall on my face, I can say, yes, one more down. Absolutely. Yes, I'm closer. Yes. I've, you know, one, you know, it's it's almost like any task, like you're doing something you're like, all right, I got one more package to fill. I got one more thing to do. Okay. Well, great failure, still something being accomplished. It's like, all right, one down, we are closer to where we need to be. And when I started looking at it like that, I was like, oh, okay. Didn't make, didn't mean they feel great. It's not like I fail and I'm like, woohoo, I'm amazing. No, I still feel like shit. And I still am like, dang it. Like, well, you have your moment and then you're able to get up and say, okay, that one down, it's like hurdles. It's like when you're running the hurdle people as if I've ever done it in my entire life, but that's what I imagine. I'm like, all right, one hurdle over. We're just going to keep going. Even though I fell on my face, doesn't matter. At least I got past one. (laughs) But you know what I also hear in that too, is that it's, you start experiencing that like failure doesn't kill you and that you, you start taking and not even failure, but you know what we deem failure. Like it takes the sting out of it when you know, and I love, I've never really heard of it like that. As far as I love that. It's like your check marks with it. It's like, okay, experience one more failure, one more failure. And like that, 
that means you're trying, like you're learning, you're moving forward and it's, you're, you're collecting data. I love it. Yeah. 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 That's, I don't know. That's really helped me on my journey. And it's so interesting to hear you speak about how, how you, I mean, I don't want to put it lightly, how, how much courage it it takes to start your own thing. Um, so starting the podcast, especially with something that puts you so out there, like when it's not just like putting yourself out there, like it's legit, like you are making, like broadcasting your voice. Did you have support around that? Did you, did you have funny looks? Did you tell anybody? I'm one of those, I'll keep things under wraps because I'm afraid of what people will say. When I decided to do it, not very many people knew. My husband knew, and there was probably like two friends that knew. Um, And I think it was more so I have, I know myself and my track record before has been like, I love to declare these big things I'm doing because it sounded fancy and impressive. And then often I lacked the follow through. So I felt like this was something that I wanted to treat differently. And like, it literally was like my baby. So it's, I, I, I wanted to, I just wanted to approach it differently. And because this is, you mentioned it, like it's no holding back. Like, it's funny that I feel for some reason I can safely tell like my deepest, darkest secrets to this microphone that who knows how many, like, it's just funny that I don't mind sharing that. But then I I sometimes struggle in my real life of intimacy and relationships of, disclosing how like I really feel, but for whatever reason in front of a microphone, I'm like, yeah, let me tell you all the things that are like real effed up about myself. You know, it's, I, I don't know if you experience that too. I'm yeah. like, why do I feel, like I see the world, like my two listeners, no, I'm just kidding. But like, <laughs> you know, it's, it's just funny, but I, I think, um, so no, I didn't tell a lot of people, but what's, um, anyways, now I'm, I know I'm kind of bouncing, but when I say about like just that real raw vulnerability, I think that too many of us are um, afraid to show the ugly parts and I've actually gained more like strength or sense of myself in, because I'm really sure like there's no, there's no question of who I am, right? I'm I'm just going to tell you, and I'm not so concerned about putting the highlight reel out there anymore. I want to be like, no, this is this is me. This is it. And it's, you said it earlier, it's just very freeing. So I feel like I don't even know if I've answered your question now, but (laughs) I think, I think that, that, no, I hear what you're saying. And I think that perfectly, um, I think that answered the question and more, um, you know, if somebody's listening as, as you've talked about your journey and if they're sitting here and they're thinking uh, like, yeah, I do struggle with anxiety and yeah, Mm -hmm. I, I am lost. I don't want people of course to leave this podcast, be like, great. I know I'm lost. I don't know what to do. Um, if if somebody's sitting here, they're like, I want to find that. I want to find that freedom. I want to find, you know, what my life looks like, not Mm -hmm. somebody else's life for me. Um, can you give a couple steps or some like tangible advice that's, yeah, people can take? I love that. And I think, more than anything, what I really want to express is there is life after anxiety. I call it my dark days, like the days that, you know, if you listen to the show, I share that there were days that legitimately like just getting out of the house was very difficult. Um, and what helped me was I think first just acknowledging and being anxiety isn't a scarlet letter is all I'm going to say. And, um, my friend, uh, Jessica Pacia, actually, she was interviewed on the show and something that I think I'm actually going to steal her words. And something I want to point out is that if you struggle with anxiety, it actually is really something 
it's beautiful in the sense of often people that struggle with anxiety are people that care so wholeheartedly. They worry for the well being of others. Like these things that often bring anxiety are actually like really great qualities about you. So understanding that there's nothing damaged or defective about you. Um, but if in terms of just like real life tactical, I'll share, um, you got to slow down and you got to start looking at how are you spending your time? For me, my go-to was I distracted. I kept myself so busy that I didn't have to sit with myself. So I think where I would just tell someone at first is just name it and try to slow down and try to start peeling back those distractions in your life because you're never going to understand and be able to connect with yourself. If So it's learning to say no to things that you're doing out of what you think you're supposed to be doing. It's it's maybe not watching so much TV. It's finding, you know, 10 minutes that you can go on a walk. I mean, you've just, you've got to slow down and, and dial back the distractions. I would just say that's like a really good starting point. I think that's a fantastic starting point. Cause I still, you know, there are still days that I've, I have, um, that are hard and I know that, okay, if, if it's starting to flare up, it is because I'm going too fast. Yep. I'm putting some pressure on myself. I'm pushing myself too hard. And I know I'm at my happiest when I, my schedule is free and when I get to kind of breathe easy. And yep. so like cluttering my day is not certainly not going to help me. Yep. Um, so I think that's super helpful. Thank you so much. I mean, just, I mean, thank you for being on the show, but also thank you for, for starting the wake up call podcast. I think that it fits such a great need. It's a need that I had and I am so so happy to be in, in connection with you, be with Nava Studios with you. You know, I feel like we're like podcast sisters in that way. I agree. Like I agree. Like, like the Blood Brothers thing. We need something. <laughs> if you're a Blood Brothers version for sisters, I need one of those. Like we, we need to find that out. Spit sisters. You know, when people use a spit in their hands, like the nasty. Oh, wait, the Goonies. Didn't the Goonies? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Goonies. Their hands and then, yeah, right. I'm not going to do that because like, ew. But. COVID. Yeah, we can't do that. Virtual sisterhood yeah. high five. Um, if you're, if you're listening, go listen to the wake up call podcast. It's phenomenal. You will not regret it. Uh, just her soothing voice just makes you feel calm. And Alicia's got some amazing, amazing wisdom to share. So thank you so much. guys. Thank you. This was so fun. And, uh, yeah, with that, I will see you guys next time. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to the What Else Podcast. And if you liked this episode, then I've got a small to-do list for you. Uh, First of all, go ahead and screenshot this episode right now and post it on your Instagram stories. And tag me at Sarah E. Boss. And I can go ahead and repost your post. And that helps others find the podcast as well. And give me a review on Apple Podcasts. That is a huge help with letting others find the podcast and also become best friends. So don't be selfish. And finally, if you want to subscribe to my blog to get even more content, you can at sarahebossblog.com. All right, guys, I will see you in the next episode.